The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. What is up? We're going to give you the truth about personal finance. This is Financial Coaching Radio. I'm Jason Paul, certified financial planner, one of the own independent commission free financial advisors in Rutherford County. For all about me, check out Jason Qualls, cfp.com. That's J A S O N Q U A L L S, cfp.com. Questions, comments, even your disagreements. Click all the social media links you want at financialcoachingradio.com. This is a show where we don't sell books, we don't sell live event tickets we have nothing to sell you but just free advice free advice on what we feel is sound financial planning not one size fits all because that is just not reality for the folks who have figured out hey i gotta live on less than i make wow shocker i think you're taught that as soon as you actually ever make money right get first job no we don't do a good job of it but playing stupid is not an excuse we all know it. hey if you spend more than you make guess what you're going in debt and you're going in debt because hey you just don't care at that moment you'll figure it out later don't blame anyone else for your stress but for the folks that have figured out hey i'm not going to drown myself in consumer debt there are things such as good debts and bad debts If you use debt wisely, especially to run a business or to own a home, those are good decisions for some people. Not all. Nothing in financial planning is one way or the other all the time. That's what I hate about certain financial shows. It's always this way. It's this way or no way. You talk to any practicing financial planner. And I don't care what the topic is. If it's life insurance, if it's investing, college planning, estate planning, you're going to get different ways to skin the old cat based on someone's unique situation. And uh, that is something that's grossly overlooked in a lot of financial talk these days. Uh, They want to beat you over the head with what you already know, say the same things 20 or 30 times, uh, every hour when you already know the basics. If you don't know the basics, then there's plenty of resources out there. This show is for those of you who know the basics. Live on less than you make. Let's invest wisely. Let's save for the long term. There is no one-size-fits-all baby steps on this show. We'll leave that to the other guys. Again, I'm Jason Qual, Certified Financial Planner. A lot of heat coming on the 60-40 asset allocation model or portfolio. You may have seen it in in news articles or financial articles, I should say. This one's a shocker. I can't believe Kiplinger put this out. But it's not really about them. It's just some contributing uh, person uh, talking about the 60-40 portfolio. Look, nothing works all the time. What has been the major issue recently uh, with investing? And I'm not talking about just on the stock side. We all know that hell, we had to have a down de- down year eventually, right? We had, we had a down year in 2018. Nobody remembers it. Market was down, what, about 5 or 
and most of that came in December of 2018. It just wasn't this crazy, volatile year that finished down double digits. And I think 2011 was marginally down a percent or two. Uh, look it up. I'm close, if not exactly accurate on those two years. But besides that, since 2008, 2009, we haven't had a negative year in investing markets as far as the stock market goes. We've had different asset classes. International could be down, emerging markets, real estate. Uh, I don't know if we've had a negative bond year. I'm pretty sure we haven't in that time period, going back since the Great Recession. And uh, But this year, and maybe into 2023, market's been crazy. But it's not even crazy. It's just been down. You know, fluctuate between down 10 to 20%, sometimes down 25%. On the U.S. stock side, certain asset classes have not done uh, as bad, and certain asset classes have done a little better. But on the, when we say the stock market, we're typically talking about what's the return of the S&P 500. But the major issue uh, is in the last 12 to 18 months, really 12 months, has been interest rates and inflation crushing the bond market. Is this forever? Are we going to have rising interest rates forever and ever and ever? I doubt it. <laughs> that would cause a lot of other major issues, including an economic collapse, uh, which would lead to a stock market collapse. Just because the bond market is having one of the worst years, if not the worst year in history, doesn't mean what's tried and true is no longer going to be valid in the future. These are the opportunities that financial salespeople seek out to scare you into making terrible decisions, like investing in high-cost, gimmicky financial products like annuities. Now, I'm not saying all annuities are bad. There's all different types of annuities. There's immediate annuities that work like a pension. There's fixed annuities that work like CDs, uh, for the most part. And then we get into variable annuities, fixed index annuities, and all the other crap. Those types of things are sold based on fear and ignorance. And because you listen to this show, we're going to steer you in the right direction. It is a rare animal that those would ever be a fit for you. And if you're ever getting a recommendation for any financial product, anyone from an advisor who has some skin in the game, meaning they're going to get some type of extra compensation, whether it be a bonus, a commission, a, a win a trip, win a, win a, a something. If there is a conflict of interest with you, just go pay someone by the hour, by the day, by the week, whatever, that has no dog in the hunt to double check the recommendation to see if it's right for you. And if it is, you'll be told that it is because they have no incentive to lie to you because they're not paid. But you want an advisor that's going to be compensated the same whether you take their advice or you don't. If you're working with an advisor who is paid in some way, shape, or form, if you only take their advice, chances go way up you're going to get screwed. So yes, the bond market's down. Bond market going to be down next year? Hell, I don't know. Do you know? No one knows. Could be. I don't think it will be. But could be. But what's two years of a negative bond market in comparison to 5, 10, 15, 20 years of retirement investing period? Most people who retire, I don't care if you're 60, 65, it's going to be a decade or more 
as far as your planning phase, most of the time we're planning on 30 years of retirement. So you got to tune out all the noise that just based on what's happened as of late, trying to sway you to change your opinion of what has worked for the last 50 years. Get an unbiased approach. That's what this show is all about. If you have a question about investing, retirement planning, hit us up. Love to hear it. 615-878-2134 uh, is my personal cell. You can find it on the website, financialcoachingradio.com or jasonqualcfp.com. You can email, text. We'll answer the questions as quickly as we possibly can by email, by text. Get you some unbiased information because most of the other shows out there have an agenda. They do. Not this show. All right. Stay tuned. We'll be talking taxes with Kevin Sizemore, CPA. All you got to do is keep it locked in right here on WGNS. Hey, Financial Coaching Radio listeners. If you don't understand exactly how your financial advisor is compensated, you could be in big trouble. My name is Jason Qualls, a commission-free certified financial planner. To learn more about why my process is so unique, go to jasonquallscfp.com or call 878-2134 today. Okay, folks, I've said it before, but I'm going to say it again. If you were my client or a loved one, I would never let you get your wills done online. This is truly a case of where you only get what you pay for, and those you leave behind will be the ones to pay the price. Go see estate planning attorney John Baker today by calling 896-5621 or go to bakercouncil.com. Again, that's 896-5621 or bakercouncil.com. Get the expert estate planning advice you need today. Did you know that the U.S. tax code has over 70,000 pages? This is precisely why you must have a tax expert on your team. The folks at THW CPAs have been providing their expertise to individuals and businesses in Middle Tennessee for over 50 years. And now they have an office right here in Murfreesboro. Call Kevin Sizemore today with THW CPAs at 848-1072. That's 848-1072 or online at THWCPA.com. Welcome back to the Financial Coaching Radio. I'm Jason Qualls, Certified Financial Planner. Here to talk taxes is Kevin Sizemore, CPA of Tothero, Helen Welch. 50 years in the business. Going on 60, I guess. We, right? we have our 60th anniversary <laughs> next month. Next, next month, yeah. Next year is our 60th anniversary. THWCPA. Dot com. Have you ever checked? You guys have to be one of the more uh, established, long-lasting, local, still local firms in, in Middle Tennessee. Yeah, I, I, I don't I can't, know. I can't think of anyone offhand. Maybe maybe Dempsey up the road. They've been around a while. They've been around a while. I would say we've been around longer than them. Uh, I don't know. I don't in Murfreesboro. I don't know. Of course, you know, originally, you know, our original first office was in McMinnville, and then we opened an office here. Uh, about ten years ago, so you know, obviously, to the Murfreesboro market, we're we're newer, but as a firm, we've been around since nineteen sixty three. Ten years in Murfreesboro doesn't seem like it's been that long. Yeah, expanding anywhere else? Not right now, but I'm always open to a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you have to take on new partners if that were the case. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
So the, one of the key things at Tether and Hello Milch, besides it's small time feel, but you, you got the expertise of, of a larger firm. But you're, you guys aren't huge. You just have you know you're established. Right, right. And you do all the major services. You do bookkeeping, of course, tax prep, all that stuff, tax planning. Right. Payroll. Payroll, and then for some larger clients that need them for uh, governmental issues or something like that, we do auditing. We do reviews for uh, contractors. A lot of contractors need reviews part of the board the state stuff or something that's right that's right thwcpa.com looked at a recent article entitled what's the name of the sucker 23 ridiculous tax loopholes are you aware of this yacht deduction i'm not aware of it you yacht don't have deduction. a yacht i don't have a yacht <laughs> you need to get a yacht seems like one of those tax loopholes for the rich but it's actually a creative use of a mortgage interest deduction anyone can take you can deduct the interest you pay on up to a seven hundred fifty thousand dollar mortgage debt and to be eligible a home has to be have sleeping cooking and toilet facilities which can be a mobile home a trailer or a boat if your primary home is paid off you could deduct the mortgage interest on a yacht instead <laughs> so this does kind of make it more common. You you have a second home, but it's paid for. I mean, you have a first home, but it's paid for. You have a second home with a mortgage. That interest is still deductible. That's correct. So w what makes that unique? You couldn't deduct it if it were you had a first first. No, you can still you can deduct first home mortgage and second home mortgage. So like in this situation, a yacht would be a second home as long as it had those uh those items that you listed there. Sleeping, cooking, and bathrooms. Right. Yeah. So. Uh, I, I didn't know it was a yacht deduction, but, you know, I've had nah, several like, clients with RVs. or could be a houseboat. Yeah, a houseboat. You can do that. Yeah. So you're only taking the deduction, I assume, if you itemize in this scenario. That's right. It's got to be an itemized deduction. And and you mentioned the $750,000. Yeah, what's uh, up with that? So it's just so, the cap? You, after that amount, what if you have a million dollar, two million dollar mortgage? It's so if your mortgage is that high, then it's uh, allocated based on the interest is allocated on the loan and the uh, uh, just the seven fifty. Yeah, right, you can't take all of the interest. It would be you know allocated based on a percentage. A little bit biased for those with larger homes. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> is that it, something new? I don't know if I was aware of that. No, that's been there for years. But, uh, so I I did know about it. Sorry. <laughs> What about collectively? You have a first mortgage for five hundred thousand, or not first mortgage, a first home with a mortgage with five hundred thousand, a second home with five hundred thousand. You could take both, or just capped at seven fifty. No, yeah, you'd have to add both, so the total interest would be capped based on total mortgages up to seven fifty. So if you have a mortgage, it doesn't matter if it's one home or three homes, right? If you're counting as some type of residence, right? Can't so, get the deduction. On the interest for any debt greater than the seven hundred fifty thousand. That's right. Fifteen days of rental income. The IRS allows you to rent out your home for up to fifteen days without having to pay taxes on the income you earn for that rental. So how does that work? Okay, this so is this is Airbnb for your personal residence. Right. right? So this is uh, this is a loophole, and this is uh, one that's not widely talked about. Uh, so you could rent your home to your business up to 14 days at a fair market value uh, for rent for a similar type of uh, rental space. You don't have to report the income. Do not have to report the income. The business gets to take the deduction. Now, I expect a lot of phone calls. <laughs> what do you mean? The, you mean the expenses for doing so? Yes. So you would have an event, uh, you know, a quote-unquote event there mm -hmm. at your house. You rent the house 
uh, from your the, the biz. I'm sorry, the uh, business rents the house from the homeowner. So, in in your case, you own a business. Your house would would be rented. Are you doing this by for your yourself? Business. Yes. And oh, so, you're not so. Oh, you switch gears there. You, yeah. you lost me. So, yeah. what if you just straight up rent it out to some third party? Uh, uh, don't have to report that income. Right. That's correct. What about the expenses that it took to kind of get it ready and then the cleanup after? Does that just, you don't get the deduct? You don't that? Get to, yeah. Why would you deduct it? You'd have to pick up the revenue at that point. So don't you, you wouldn't deduct that either. So if your Airbnb in your home for two weeks or less, you don't have to count the income. That's correct. Can't take the expenses, that, but you can, don't have to pay tax on the income. That's correct. If you go more than that, fifteen days or whatever it is, you got to pay. Yeah. Do you still get those first fourteen or fifteen days free? No, no. If you rent it more than, uh, then it's all counted. Then it's all. So yeah. stay under the limit if you want the tax-free rental income. That's right. But you're talking about you have a business and you're going to rent your personal home that you own personally to your business. Yes. To get tax-free income. Right. So I know, like for for instance, I know uh, some realtors in the area will have Man, events that seems at their like house. That's a. I, uh, you don't like it, huh? I can tell by the look <laughs> on your face. <laughs> Let's just ask him for an audit. Yeah. So, uh, but it's there. So what would they say if the IRS came knocking? Well, if you rented your house to your business. But it's to yourself. Yeah. Mm. I don't think like they it. deny that. I've never heard of that strategy. That's that's pretty impressive. Do you have a lot of people that take advantage of this? Uh, no comment. Or is it just one of those that people kind of come to you and you're like, you let them do it if they find out about it, but you're not really pressing it as tax advice? I will state that I'm not really pressing it as tax advice. Would you do it? I do not do that. That is interesting. I have been doing this 21 years. I don't think, I thought I've heard of, you know, some crazy ultra-wealthy loopholes I haven't heard of. But just from a general standpoint, I've never heard of this. Is this new? No, that's not new. That 14-day or what we're looking at is 15 And does someone try to find a way that they can do it without having to rent it to someone else? It's a way to look at that loophole, that, what we're calling a loophole there and, and kind of stretch, it really yeah, stretching it for themselves there. Now, I think you'd really have to make a case that you couldn't really say anything about if you had a, a regular C corporation. That's its own entity. Yes. It's its own, that's a, its own entity, you know. Well, maybe like a pass through. I don't know if the IRS would like that. Tax loophole, HSA paying medical bills for past, present, and future. You could just accumulate all this money in an HSA. doesn't matter when you made the contribution. You can pay medical bills uh, tomorrow with it. You can pay medical bills you have 10 years or 20 years down the road. I don't look at that as a loophole. It's just a way to incentivize people to save for medical expenses. Uh, most people who are contributing to health savings accounts, the HSA, are those who are great savers, higher income. Um, but do you think that's a loophole? Not really, because most people know about that. Most people that are involved in the HSA Either they're them and their employer are contributing because they have a high deductible health plan, or it's those who are using it as an extra savings vehicle. Either right. way, and it's and it, you know for young healthy people that have extra income to spare, it's a great, basically quote quote unquote retirement savings vehicle. There, yeah, if you've capped out on all your other pre tax stuff and you're looking for another deduction, you can you have a you have access to a health savings account. You can put the contribution in there. You don't have to use it anytime at, at all. And it turns into a regular retirement account at, what, age 65? Right. That's right. It just works like an IRA at that point. Breast augmenta- augmentation equals tax reduction. The IRS has indicated that breast implants are considered cosmetic surgery and do not qualify as a medical expense. 
but one of the exotic dancers. Yeah, there's a, there's a, a <laughs> argued that her size fifty six in breast implants were required for her employment, and unsuitable for everyday use, which qualified them for a tax deduction. Yeah, I think so. The larger you go, depending on your career of choice, you I, can get the deduction. I'm pretty sure there's a tax case out there that went to court on that specific thing and i think the taxpayer won in court probably her her name's chesty love i I don't know (laughs) (laughs) but really the i I don't think really the size matters if you you, i guess there's a point to where you say hey this is this is not just for everyday cosmetic reasons these this is my business people come pay to see me because of this pretty strong case there i see some abuse coming into play there (laughs) right so every stripper that ever came to know would be getting a breast augmentation, a bre- breast implant, and then trying to write it off as a medical expense. Right. I'd give it a shot. Yeah, and and, and if they're but who's employee, but they're not really filing taxes anyway, are they? Probably do you have a lot of stripper th- clients. No, I do not. <laughs> that's interesting tax case. Is she the only one? Does that name ring a bell? Like that's you heard of the tax case? I've heard that it does. I've, I've or are there seen others it? that have. Yeah, there might be others there, but there there's actual precedent in that. So, what does it take to battle the IRS and win a tax case? Seems like it would be cost more than the deduction. Well, it depends on what the deduction is. I mean, if it's a business, or say you got an itemized deduction of a hundred thousand dollars for something for a, a contribution or something, usually it's going to be something weird, and that the tax law is kind of gray on it. Doesn't specifically address and you take one position on it and the irs takes another position usually the the process is you're going to get denied and then you're going to go through an appeals process and then there's a step after that and then the next step is a uh, is going to court so going to court would at that point you're probably year and a half out from the original filing of the tax return and then to get into court, you're, I mean, you're two years beyond that time. And at that point, you're hiring um, tax attorneys. So it'll uh, cost you way more than what you probably got in the deduction, unless you've been getting away with it for several right. years. Right, and it could, but there, there's Because that's a one-time thing, right? You write it off, you have the surgery, it's it. Yeah, so if we're talking about like something like that. She had to get free defense or free. Had to. Yeah, there's no to. way it would be worth it. Stay tuned to Financial Coaching Radio. We'll be talking more tax tricks and tips and loopholes right after this short break. I'm Jason Qualls, Certified Financial Planner, in the house with Kevin Sizemore, CPA of Tothero, Helen Welch. a financial plan? I'm not talking about a worthless binder full of pretty charts and graphs. Are you certain you're on track to reach all your financial goals? A comprehensive financial plan is about so much more than just your IRA and mutual funds. It involves risk management, tax planning, professional investment management, retirement, and estate planning. Make sure your entire financial life is in order by calling me, Jason Qualls, a commission-free certified financial planner at 878-2134 or go to my website, jasonqualscfp.com. Buying a house is stressful and so is shopping for a mortgage. Take my advice and get a second opinion on the mortgage for your new home or your refinance. Not all banks and mortgage companies are created equal. Trust me on this. Call my friend Marshall Sparkman with Franklin Synergy Bank at 615 615- 
439-0885. Great team, great process, and the best rates. Marshall Spartan with Franklin Synergy Bank at 615-439-0885. Train, train, Welcome back to Financial Coaching Radio, the one show giving you the truth about personal finance. No books to sell, certainly not pushing any live event tickets. We'll leave that to the other guys. I'm Jason Qualls, Certified Financial Planner. Jason Qualls, CFP.com for all about me. Kevin Sizemore, CPA, here to talk tax tricks and loopholes. Interesting article. What do you think so far? Cat cat food deductions is one. Do you do this one normally? The cost of food for the family pet is not deductible, but the f- pet food for is a business expense. It could be. It could if be. A junkyard owner yep. put out cat food to attract cats to their property so they would hunt the rats and snakes. The business attracted, <laughs> the expense would be deductible. Yeah, or like if you had a dog there for, uh, you know. A like guard dog? Yeah. At that point, that dog is there for a purpose. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. But don't come to me and saying you're gonna use your. What about dog your service animal? as a, uh, a a kid? Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I guess you. No, I'm not going there. <laughs> the Las Vegas tax deduction: If you win money on gambling trip, you can deduct any losses from the winnings. That's across any anything, right? That's right. You can. So if that. you buy a bunch of lottery tickets, you spend a hundred bucks on lottery tickets, and you win fifty back, you you can deduct the check. I guess you can say I won 200. You can deduct 100 from the, the winnings. That's right. People don't keep up with that, though. No. Deductions for deadbeats. If you loan someone money and they never paid you back, you might be able to deduct it from your taxes. The deduction was intended for businesses, but the loophole allows anyone to deduct a bad debt. How's that working? Family member bad debts. Or is that going on your tax return? I don't. I, the no. loan must be considered 100% worthless and not a gift. This means you must have... Come to an understanding in writing that the money would be paid back. It also means there would be no chance to ever get the money back. I have not run into that, but that would sounds like it would Is be an, an itemized, itemized like yeah, an itemized uh, the, what's, what's the bottom part of the itemized uh, deductions? Miscellaneous. Miscellaneous, itemized. somewhere down in there. Yeah. That's interesting. That's probably happened to a lot of people. Oh, I'm sure it has. That's uh... Now, that seems valid. Now, I wonder what the qualifications for it. Is it just, hey, you have a bad debt and... Would you have to have some kind of documentation to send in? I mean, yeah, it was like a promissory note. Surely, if you're you're given a substantial loan, you have some type of payment structure. Yeah, to look into that. Yeah, you would. Yeah, <laughs> you could abuse the hell out of that. Yeah. <laughs> the life insurance loophole: if you have a whole life insurance policy that has cash value, you can borrow against the cash value. It works like an IRA. Uh, I don't really consider this a loophole. This used to be a huge loophole in the Reagan years. Yeah, in the 80s. You're borrowing out your cash value uh, and it's tax-free, all your earnings and stuff. Well, they call that uh, infinite banking. Is that what they (laughs) They still call it that. (laughs) That's a hot thing when the market's going hot. Yeah. This Well, it's going to come back with some some force because interest rates going up is going to cause a lot of the newer issue whole life policies to pay higher interest and be really attractive for that strategy. Now, if someone could lock in at an eight uh, percent rate on a on a fixed rate in a whole life policy, they could really see that down the future that that could really pay off. That's what happened in the eighty. You know, coming off the Carter years, you know, interest rates were at ten, twelve percent. Right. A lot of these whole life policies were paying eight, nine, ten percent for quite some time. That's so, a fixed rate you can't even get close to today. So how 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 would that work? So if you if you had a whole life policy and you you paid into it and you paid into it, 
then you borrow that money from it? Yes. Okay. And then there's an interest rate charge to your borrowing. Yes. But you're, in a sense, paying yourself back, and a lot of people never pay it back. Yeah, I'm going to mess up the terms. I don't deal with this every day. It's either called indirect recognition or direct recognition. I'd have to look it up to be sure. It's basically where there is a set rate in your policy of what uh, the, the, the borrow rate is. Okay. And it's usually... Um, a little bit under whatever the dividend or interest rate of the policy is. So just because the money is being borrowed doesn't mean you don't get dividends on that money. That's the indirect or direct recognition. Okay. So let's say you have a, a policy rate, a, a dividend rate, earnings rate of 6%, but your borrow rate is 5%. Even though you've borrowed the money, you're paying 5%. You're still getting 6% on, on the money you borrowed. So they're really the cost of the loan is 1%. Right. Any, now that's, that's way less than taxes. You, you can't get money anywhere out of any type of investment, if you, especially if you're high net worth, at, at the rate of 1% taxes. So as long as the interest is a lot less than you pay in income taxes, it's a smart deal. The trick is to do this with a whole life contract so that's where it makes financial sense, and there's just not very many that do these days. There you go. But a lot, of people, a lot of wealthy people do use this tactic. Yeah. Uh, but it takes someone who is ultra wealthy yeah i would say you got an income of a million or more you you know or, or a net worth of 10 million or more somewhere in that range would probably be the the but a lot of younger folks like to think they're abusing the tax code by using this strategy it just doesn't make any sense home office deduction is that a loophole to you no because most people that are eligible for it that have a small business can take it so and it's really not you know, the simplified method only gives you a $1,500 deduction, so it's not really – I just don't think that's a big game changer there. Kevin Sizemore, CPA, the backdoor Roth loophole. Now, that's one that they, I'm surprised the, they still kept that thing well, open. Well, it's the weirdest thing. What's the <laughs> limit this year, 200 and the income limit, 200 and – 208? Yeah, 208. Right, 208. Yeah, so it doesn't make – explain this to me. You're the IRS, or you're Congress, whoever sets the law on this. You cannot put into a... a, a, You can't can't make regular Roth IRA contributions. Yeah, you can't do it if your income... Married, filing, joint is 208 or more. If you... but And you also can't put into a a traditional deductible IRA. You can put it in, you just can't deduct it. That's right, you can't deduct it. But then the next day, you can move it over into a Yeah, you, you make the traditional IRA contribution that's non-deductible and convert it immediately to a Roth, and you've just went around the Roth IRA contribution rules. And that's what's called a backdoor Roth. Now, my question is, why can't I just go directly into a Roth? Well, they just haven't took the time to close a loophole. They're, Too many Congress people are uh, probably taking advantage of it. Yeah, they'll, they'll never do it. <laughs> It'll never happen. Yeah, it's so bizarre that, you know... It's an easy one to close, right? It makes total sense. Oh, exactly. Except for the sense that why do you have to cap Roth IRA contributions? But that's a whole different deal. Kevin Sizemore, CPA, Tother O'Helen Welch. Kevin, what's the best phone number to reach you for all those tax questions? 615-848-1072. Also online at thwcpa.com. This is Financial Coaching Radio. Back to wrap up the show right after this. much are your investments costing you each year? Most people don't have a clue. Why is this extremely important? Because overpaying by just 1% a year in fees and expenses can reduce your account balance at retirement by 28%. You heard me right. 28% less at retirement. 
I'm commission-free, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. I don't sell financial products. I don't accept commissions or kickbacks from investment companies. Give me a call today for a free unbiased investment review at 878-2134 or visit my website, jasonquallscfp.com. A recent undercover study found that over 89% of paid tax preparers made mistakes. You heard me right, over 89%. Is your tax person making mistakes? Tax mistakes cost you money and may even lead to an IRS audit. I recommend you get a second opinion on your tax return today by calling Tothero Helen Welch CPAs at 848-1072. Tothero Helen Welch has been providing tax services to individuals and businesses for over 50 years. So call them today at 848-1072 or go to thwcpa.com. Welcome back to Financial Coaching Radio. Listen anytime, anywhere at financialcoachingradio.com. One of our most interesting shows in a long time. I don't know how well we, well we did articulating it, but loopholes are out there. And there's some crazy ones and there's some common ones. Uh, what's the moral of the story? Uh, besides having to know all these loopholes, make sure you have sound financial planning advice, sound tax planning advice. All starts with your team. Does that mean you have to assemble some high-cost team? No. Uh, have a great tax advisor. Have a great financial planner. All part of working together uh, with maybe an estate attorney. All those people on your team because you know you have assets. You want to protect them. You want to make sure you're making the right money moves. Learn more about all that at jasonquallscfp.com. I appreciate you listening today and every day I'm out of here. I'll see you next time. Same bat time, same bat channel. Keep it locked in right here on WGNF.